The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is Meet the Visionary Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. You'll hear from thought leaders who know how to use game-changing technologies and business strategies to address societal topics, and more importantly, they will discuss how these technologies and strategies can shake up the status quo in your company's future and help your organization move in exciting new directions. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Meet the Visionary Game Changers, as our friend just announced. We have a great show for you today, so let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to run with the Game Changers, I promise you're in the right place. The buzz on the street today is your company's digital future. If this comes as a shock to you that you're going to have a digital future, you better listen to the whole show. We have breaking news for you. So let me start on our topic Digital transformation is dramatically altering relationships between humans and machines. You know what I'm talking about. You, your refrigerator, your car, your pets, your carpets, your healthcare, everything. It's estimated that there will be 75 billion internet-connected interactions by 2020. Hey, that's not very far away because we're already in January 2016. So put your seatbelts on, and I'll tell you more about that at the end of the show. But let's talk about the business side. Digital transformation is also disrupting traditional business models. How? Well, for one thing, and maybe the main thing, technology is democratized. And what does this mean? It means lowering the barriers to entry that traditionally stood in the way of new businesses getting started. It's cheaper and easier and more comfortable to get started because software is everywhere. It also means that smaller, more agile firms are able to compete against what I call the big behemoths, the huge enterprises, the large established companies that have a massive footprint around the world or in a community, been doing business for a long, long time. What is the key to this brave new world? Well, it's the visionary entrepreneur. Maybe you are one. Maybe you know one. Maybe you used to be one. We want to re-energize you. So the question on the table today is, what are the implications of digital transformation for you, whoever you are, your company, your customers, and what does the future look like? We have three visionaries who've agreed to join us today. Very happy to have them. One, we know very well. Two are newcomers to Game Changers Radio. And let me introduce one of our newcomers. First up on the panel is Daniel Newman. He's the co-CEO of V3B, talk about streamlining, and the president of Broad Suite Media Group. And Daniel Newman has sent me a very interesting quote from none other than Richard Branson. And the full name, of course, is Sir Richard Charles Nicholas Branson. He's an English businessman and investor, best known as the founder of Virgin Group. Believe it or not, Virgin Group now has over 400 companies. And if you want to think about visionaries and entrepreneurs, Branson started his first business venture when he was only 16 years old. It was a magazine called Student. You can look it up. Here's the quote. Complexity is your enemy. 
Any fool can make something complicated. It is hard to make something simple. Words to live by. Daniel Newman, welcome. How are you today, Daniel? I'm doing great, Bonnie, and thank you for having me on the show today. Oh, we're delighted to have you, and, and welcome to Game Changers Radio. You're a newcomer. I know you're going to have a lot to say. So how come you picked a quote from Richard Branson? Very interesting. Talk to me. Well, I want to tie together the theme of the show, Digital Transformation, and a quote that so well applies to what we're dealing with today, and that's we're faced with constant distraction. We're faced with constant new technologies, things that are always coming between us and where we want to go. It's very hard to pay attention to brands, to marketing, to messaging, to even your spouse and people that are talking to you because we're, we have so many signals coming at us from so many directions. And what I believe is that with these signals coming at us so fast and furiously that we need to think about how to make things simpler all the time. And in the age of technology, and a lot of us are thinking the other way. We're trying to make things more complex, talk about more, more uh, specs, more features. Um, and in the end, people really care more about experiences, and simple experiences tend to be the most memorable and the most uh, able to be adopted by a wider audience. Interesting. Daniel, am I hearing you say that you really need to focus on the simplicity, on the distillation of an experience, on getting things down to, I won't say bare bones, but down to, shall we say, elegant basics so that it's memorable in the right way? And do you imagine when Richard Branson was all of 16 and he said, gee, I'm going to have my first business venture. I think I'll start a magazine called Student. Then I'll become world famous and one of the richest billionaires in the world. And I'll have a company called. I mean, do you think he had that simple vision back then and he said, let's keep things simple? Or do you think this something he learned over time? I, w I would almost be 100% certain it was the latter. I mean, I think what happens is as you're building your businesses or you're building out, you know, your organizations or your practice within a company you work for, you tend to start, you know, realizing that simplicity is the ultimate form of elegance. And in so many ways, it does, simple doesn't mean dumb and simple doesn't mean missing important things. It's a lot like in, in the Valley, in the tech hubs, right? They talk about minimum viable product. The minimum viable product doesn't mean something that doesn't work or function. It means what is the least required to make it something people would want to use. And I think that's kind of when we think about simplicity is how do you make something extremely easy for people to engage with or utilize? And that's actually really a difficult thing to do. It's extraordinarily complex to do it. But simplicity is the experience people want. So we have to work really hard to make it simple for the people we want to use or consume our products or our services. Thank you very much. And thank you for indulging my question, Daniel. I, I think we both knew I wanted to get in that direction, and you answered it beautifully. Thank you and welcome. I know we have a lot more to hear from you during the show. And now let me bring on another newcomer to Game Changers Radio. It's Brian Fanzo, and his last name is spelled exactly as it sounds, F-A-N-Z-O. He is the Chief Social Media Officer and Digital Media Storyteller. If he had a business card, that'd be a long one. For My Channel, Inc., I believe they're on Twitter at we. W-E-R-A-R-E-M-Y-C. And Brian has brought me a quote from Wayne Gretzky, number 99. And let me just tell you a drop about Wayne Gretzky in case you've been hiding under a rock. Wayne Douglas Gretzky, CC. 
is a Canadian former professional ice hockey player and former head coach. He played 20 seasons in the National Hockey League for four teams between 1979 and 99. I think 20 years is a long career for a hockey player. Here is the quote Brian sent us. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Brian Fanzo, how are you today? I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on. And the fan and the Zoe, I, I like the way you said that because I always like to say, think like a fan, and now you spelled it out perfectly for me. Well, my, my pleasure. I, I, I try to make things simple, as Daniel Newman and Richard Branson and I like to espouse. So talk to me, Brian. Very interesting quote, and I believe this quote is even in your digital signature, your email signature. Why is this so important to you, and how does it relate to our topic about digital transformation for small and mid-sized enterprises in particular? Well, besides, besides the fact that I went to college, I played college hockey and, and a diehard hockey fan, born and raised in Pittsburgh, so I would say I always chose Mario Lemieux over Wayne Gretzky, but um, <laughs> that was from on the, on the ice. But there's a couple of quotes from Wayne Gretzky that always uh, you know, resonated with me. You know, the, probably the more famous one of the two is the you know, skate where the puck is going and right. the idea of anticipating change. And the one where I put it in my, in my signature is because I – I really believe in this world we're living in today. You know, we talk about millennials and we talk about the, the change that's going on and, and really the rate of change that we are dealing with in today's world is something that we've never seen before. You know, I like to say that the, the VHS camcorder was probably around for 20 years as I remember my dad, you know, videoing my brothers and I coming down the stairs for Christmas in the, the mid 80s and it still was, you know, in use in the uh, late 1990s where Today, we might not even have had DVDs for six years before they're phased out. So I think, for me, part of this quote has to do with the idea that not only does it, is it important to be open to you know, trying and not worrying about failing, but for so many people, I think people are worried about the unknown. And if you're worried about the unknown doing anything, I don't think you have a chance of surviving. So there's a little bit of that idea where, you know, take the shot and worry about it afterwards. And I think that's kind of the the age that we're living in, especially in this digital transformation concept where you can't be afraid of change or failure because neither one of them are going to be around very long because our, our rate of change is such at a, at a crazy pace. So I'm excited to you know, talk and see where this digital future goes. And I love the concept of what Daniel was talking about as well with Richard Branson because there's this element where you know, anybody can work hard but it takes a lot of work to work smart. And I think that's how we can really, truly make a difference in this digital transformation age. So well put. Thank you very much, Brian. And as you were speaking, I'm thinking of conversations we've had on many of our other, we, we have 21 different Game Changers radio series. And uh, we talk on innovation. We have a show called Innovating Innovation. And we speak often about fail fast, fail often, about how innovation isn't just having an idea. It's having an idea that becomes a successful something. Uh, and, and that goes so perfectly with the quote, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And it also applies to so Social selling. I think you would agree with that, Brian. And I know you're a chief social media officer, so this may, must be something you live with every single day is how do you do it right? How do you do it simple? And how do you take advantage of every opportunity? And if you fail, get up, dust yourself off, learn your lesson, and go on in a better way. Am I on target with that, Brian Fanzo? You, you are. Cause I, I like to say I'm a change evangelist, and I always tell people uh, failure does not scare me because I know I will never settle for it. And as long as you have that mentality... I think you can embrace change every single day. 
Wonderful. Hey, we're on the same page. Thank you very much and welcome again. And now let me bring on a panelist who's been on with me before on another of our radio Game Changers series. It's Ursula Ringham. You want to look her up. Her last name is R-I-N-G-H-A-M. She's a director of digital marketing, SME, and partner marketing at SAP. And in her other life, ooh, (laughs) she's a high-tech thriller novelist. She says in her spare time, I don't believe she has spare time. I think she makes novelists probably at least 50% of her time when she's got a plot spinning in her head. So uh, Ursula has sent me a very interesting quote from one of my favorites, Seth Godin. Some people might pronounce it Godin. I say Godin. And by the way, if you're looking for the real Seth Godin on Twitter, I believe he uses the handle, this is Seth's blog. And I'm going to quote that when I read the quote. And who is Seth Godin? He is a, and I'm reading this right from, uh, I think from his Twitter page, best-selling author, period, go, period, make something happen, period, home, period, blog, period. And then it says, check out Seth's new bestseller, What to Do When It's Your Turn. And he's had a heck of a lot of bestsellers. And I think Ursula does too. Here's the quote. Marketing is no longer about the stuff that you make, but about the stories you tell. Ooh, such a good quote. Ursula, welcome back to Game Changers. How are you, Ursula? I'm doing fabulous, Bonnie. Thank you for having us today. Oh, delighted. Talk to me. And then we'll have to talk a little bit about your newest thriller, which I know is, I think is coming out this year. But talk to me about this quote. Are you a big fan of Seth Godin? And why is this quote so important to our digital transformation topic today? You know, I I am a big fan. And I always like to say that we all have a story to tell. And in today's like digital experience, it's all about storytelling. And when I used to work at Apple, I was there um, in the early 2000s uh, when we came out with iPhoto and iMovie. Those mm-hmm. products enabled to anyone to tell their own story through photos or video. And so today, with our whole digital lifestyle, businesses can also tell their story. I love Seth's quote because it's not about what we're making. It's about the experiences, to kind of tag onto what uh, Dan was saying. And it's those experiences that people relate to. And, you know, if you can tell a story about how a product improves someone's life, you're going to have people that are interested to know how it improves their lives and if it can improve their own lives. And so it's all in the storytelling. And today with digital, you know, media, you have social media. And all of these stories can be told through videos or photos or even live streaming. So, you know, myself as a storyteller, I love this quote because we all have a story to tell. <laughs> and you have a lot of stories to tell. Ursula, let's tie this back to our focus today on the small and mid-sized enterprise, on the visionaries, on the game changers who are entrepreneurial or perhaps even intrapreneurial. How does this all, all tie back to it's about the stories you tell? Is it about people who have an idea and tell that story to a market and to find out if the marketplace wants to be part of that story? Is it about companies saying, wow, we're going through a digital transformation. Let's tell a new story to our customers, our prospects. How how does it all tie together? Yeah, I always like to say that, um, you know, you must disrupt what you know to innovate and grow. And I think for small businesses, that is so true. Um, I see a lot of this in my, you know, daily work that we'll have, you know, some customers and they have been using, um, you know, spreadsheets, I've heard PowerPoints, Word documents to manage, you know, a $10 million business. And that's not, that's, that's not simple. That's making it very complicated. And with all the different digital solutions and technology out there today, 
small businesses can appear big. They can appear like they are a large enterprise if they can get the right solutions. And it's all around this whole digital transformation. And I always like to say, you know, don't um, fear the future. You know, disrupt what you know, and you can innovate and grow. I like all the rhymes in there, Ursula Ringham. You've got it. Thank you very much. And now I'm going to circle back to Daniel Newman. Daniel, I'm looking at your picture here. I always put my guest photos in my notes, and we've got a huge smile from Brian Fanzo and Ursula Ringham, and you look like you're not quite sure. So I want to know (laughs) what's in your cup right now. What are you drinking today, and is it making you happy? I've never asked that of a panelist, so please forgive me, Daniel. But what are you drinking? Tell us a little story about who is the real Daniel Newman. Well, I'm smiling right now because that was that was kind of funny. I can't tell you how often I'll share a photo or I'll I'll be traveling the world and someone the Facebook community will say, "Hey, smile in your photos." And I've always been sort of a half smiler at, at best, but it's not because I'm not happy. It's just because I don't know. I never catch the the camera at the right moment. It's almost like someone needs to catch me more. Uh, it needs to be more just in the in the moment rather than a, a staged photo, I guess I could say. But in my cup this morning, so every morning I'm home, and I'm probably home about half, a little more than half the time. I drink a cup of the same coffee out of the same mug, and it's it, and there's a little bit of irony here, Bonnie. Is on the cup on the side it says the words "Learn to Smile." No the big coffee mug. Uh-huh. And no bottom. And when yeah. you get to the bottom of the mug, yeah. there's a little smiley face. And Aww. let's just say that it's likely that every headshot I ever took before <laughs> I had my first cup of coffee. Oh, what a charming story. I felt so badly once I said it, Daniel. I thought, oh, my God, he's going to hate me. But I, I thought, well, maybe that really is his smile. So so you just just validated my comment. Well, we're delighted to have you, and you sound like a very happy person. So I'm glad. And I have seen those. You know where I see that kind of mug, Daniel? When you're waiting in line at Marshall's TJ Maxx Home Goods, and they have all of the stuff they want you to buy on Impulse on this long, long aisle with merchandise on both sides on low shelves. They make you walk through this. It's like this aisle of, of shame. Didn't you buy enough before you get to the cash register? That's what that aisle says to me. And they have all these mugs. And very often I'll pick them up while I'm waiting on this excruciatingly long line. And I'll pick up a mug and I'll look and in the bottom. There's a smiley or a saying or a heart or something. So now I know what you're talking about. Thank you very much, Daniel. Enjoy. Now let's talk uh, to Brian Fanzo. Brian, what are you drinking today, or what are you thinking about drinking after the show? Well, I'm I'm a home brewer, and I love beer, but um, I think I'm probably more <laughs> known known for uh, I, I drink a Monster Energy drink, so a, a sugar free, carb free. Um, a lot of people tell me it's it's taste free, but um, I drink the uh, <laughs> low carb, blue labeled Monster Energy drink. I, I buy it by the case from Costco, and it's funny because I, I talk fast, and am I. My tagline is talk fast, tweet faster. And when most people see that I have an energy drink in my hand, they go, oh, that's why you talk fast. And I actually <laughs> tell them that when I, after I drink an energy drink, it actually helps me slow down a little bit because then my, my brain and my words are catching up to each other. So for me, it's uh, every morning, even when it's cold out, and an ice-cold monster energy drink, even though I do like coffee and I do, I do like the smile like Daniel does as well. And my coffee, my mug does not have any uh, smile at the bottom. It just usually means when I'm out that I'm uh, ready to take on the world. 
Well, I appreciate that. And you sound like you're ready to take on the world. And now I know, I think you and I have a lot in common. I talk fast and I tweet fast and I try to slow it down for the radio so people can even understand me. But I think we were meant to be together on the radio show today, Brian Fanzo. So thank you very much. When you said you're a home brewer and then you said beer, I think Ursula couldn't help herself. I heard her laugh. It's like, oh, we thought he was talking about coffee. That's interesting. Okay, Ursula, your turn. You're up next. What are you drinking today? So, Bonnie, I think uh, Brian and Dan will laugh at this, but um, I don't drink coffee, and I don't really drink a lot of caffeine. Maybe it's because I'm a native Californian, but uh, I do a protein shake every morning, and it consists of egg whites, some yummy kale, some almond butter, and a little banana, and that's what gets me up and going in the morning. And what's new to me is you said yummy and kale in the same sentence, and that's that's brand new to me. That has to be a California thing. Thank you, and I'm glad you're energized. Ursula may remember that they don't allow Bonnie to have caffeinated beverages on radio show days, and everybody knows why. Brian Fanso, you know why. But I did receive a beautiful red Nespresso Virtue line machine for Hanukkah from my daughter, and it came with the separate Arachina, what are the Aero Frother, whatever they call it and uh, I am dabbling in god how many pods of coffee a day now just not before I go on the radio in the morning and by the way my daughter was smart enough to only send me decaf or half calf Nespresso capsules so there you go and that's even too much sometimes you're listening to meet the visionaries Meet the visionary game changers here on SAP Radio on the Business Channel, World Talk Radio. I think it's our first show of the new year. It's January 28, 2016. We're coming to you live, and we have a very interesting panel. They're good talkers. They're good thinkers. They're good disruptors. They know what they're talking about. And our topic of the day is digital transformation of the small and mid-sized enterprise. As you can tell from the opening of the show so far, we're covering a lot of territory, talking about disruptions in business, disruptions in person lives and where is the world going so we have a lot more to discuss with our panel we have daniel newman brian fanzo ursula ringham i'm still going to be bonnie d graham after the break and i'm going to take a sip of cool clear water from my bright pink straw today because that's all i'm allowed to have during the radio so don't even think of touching that mouse that app that dial we'll be right back with the round table kicked off by the one and only daniel newman justin out When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The world is at an inflection point where we capture more information than ever before and are more interconnected. While this has led to technological breakthroughs where new industries have been created, there are still new areas evolving where billions of people can be reached. All it takes is to unlock the transformative power of technological change to improve people's lives. Join our experts as they analyze and discuss how the digital world can lead to a better future for everyone. Meet the Visionary Game Changers is presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. listening to Meet the Visionary Game Changers, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram 
at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Meet the Visionary Game Changers. And welcome back. And we've already got some nice tweets here. We have John G. Ward 3. John Ward, welcome. I see you're tweeting. I think we've had tweets all morning from Christine Donato as well. And we are tweeting at hashtag S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Let's see who else. We have S-M-A-C Talk Live tweeted this morning about our panel. And I see uh, Brian Fanzo is already tweeting. Uh, Beth Dunphy is tweeting. What's in your digital future? Thank you, Beth. So we have a lot of listeners who are active on Twitter today. Now it's time to get down to business. We are opening our roundtable with Daniel Newman. I'm going to read a little bit from the statements Daniel sent me in advance, and he's going to expand and run with it. And then we will have Brian and Ursula chime in, and we'll go around and around and cover a lot of topics. So Daniel told me before the show, accepting and moving toward digital transformation doesn't simply mean jumping on every technological bandwagon that comes along. That's a provocative statement. It's a focused statement, and I think it's it's very important for companies to understand this. Daniel, why don't you take us through what you really mean by this? And I know you have a wonderful analogy about soup, and it's winter, so soup is good. Talk to me. Well, let's make a little soup here. Mm-hmm. If we start with all the different opportunities that we are provided each day, to try something new, a new technology, a new application. You know, if you're a user of a, an iPhone or an Android, you see all the new apps pop up in the store. You'll see them coming across your social media feeds. you got to try this, or I was just here, and this new tool came out, or I just bought this new gadget, gizmo, connected car, IoT device, watch, right, ring, uh, wearable. Well, the problem is we can spend our days chasing around the next new thing whatever that is. And Brian and I will probably have a nice little uh, exchange here, Bonnie, coming up, because Brian mm-hmm. is the purveyor, the king of FOMO, we call it, the fear of missing out and trying new things. <laughs> but my personal uh, belief is that in business, you cannot be so easily distracted, right? So it goes back to the quote I made by you know, Sir Richard Branson, um, and how simplicity is so important. Well, in business, if you're constantly letting in new stimuli, you're going to always be derailed from your track. So in digital transformation, you need to have that combination of being able to stay on course, yet have the periphery to see new tech trends, new applications, new tools, and new ways to make that strategy even better. So I use the analogy, Bonnie, that you mentioned about you know, jumping on every technological bandwagon would be like putting a bunch of cut-up vegetables in a pot and calling it soup. And you and I both know that a great stew or a great soup requires more than just the core ingredients. It's the way it's seasoned. It's the way it's heated. It's how long it sits for. Well, it's the same here. It's the way you choose the applications and the tools that you utilize, and then you implement them into your core strategy, and then you have uh, leadership get the trust and embrace getting people to embrace all the things that you're doing. So you put that all together and that's a strategy. But if every time something new comes along, you jump, you will never be able to stay the course or get to where you're trying to go. 
I appreciate that. Very provocative. And I'm not thinking only of soup. I'm thinking of buying uh, the new face cream or the new look younger or the new anything that comes along and just saying, oh, good, something new. Let's just try it and expecting magical results. Thank you, Daniel. Provocative as I expected. Let's get Brian Fanzo's POV here. Brian? Well, you know, Daniel and I, we host a podcast together and a show together every week. And so we are we're both millennials. We're even we're our, our birthdays are less than 30 days apart, the same age. Um, but it's funny because, you know, for me, I'm the one that I, I love to test and try everything new. I've always said I'm a I'm an Apple fanboy, but I couldn't actually talk about the Apple products until I tried an Android and bought an Android product, because I think too many people today when it comes to digital and change, they, they usually hate what they don't know or don't understand. And I don't think it's I think it's more important today that you're listening everywhere more so than being everywhere. And I, so I, as much as I, I would want to disagree with Daniel, I think I, I agree in the sense that too many people will jump on new technology or or see a new shiny object and assume that will fix something. And I think if you're trying to use a tool to fix a people problem or you're trying to find rather than finding a solution, you're just finding something that that band-aids or masks the problem. That's where you get into true issues with technology. So I don't like having people do technology for technology's sake, and, but I am someone that suffers and believes in the FOMO, which is that fear of missing out, where I love to be an early adopter. I'm running easily 16 beta apps on my iPhone right now where I'm testing and tweaking. And mainly for me, I like being a part of the change and helping drive the change so that the, the user behaviors and the users of these apps um, have better adoptions, but that's kind of a luxury I have in my job. So I will say that I uh, sadly or maybe regretfully agree a lot with what Daniel was saying in the sense that we do have to be strategic because until someone gives us more than 24 hours in a day, I don't think we'll have the ability to chase and use every new piece of technology like we might want to uh, moving forward. Gee, Brian, I thought you would have more energy here on the radio show. You're so <laughs> laid back. I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of disappointed. Only teasing. Ursula, you know these guys, I think, very well. You want to chime in on the yes side, the no side, the baby side, or, of course, you agree with everything they said. What do you think, Ursula Ringham? Well, they are a product of this discussion because um, I was tracking them for a long time before I decided to work with them. Um, they are early adopters. They, you know, with live streaming, they have this great live stream broadcast and podcast. And um, before I, you know, jumped in uh, to the deep end with them, I was tracking what they were doing. So I think from, from my personal side, I love everything with technology. And I'm kind of an early adopter in understanding what technology does. Sometimes I don't have the money to buy the cool gadgets but I consume news every single day, and I love to keep up with what's happening, um, you know, especially in the cradle of innovation here in Silicon Valley. So with Brian and Dan, um, you know, for what I do at work, we do some live streaming, and this is something that's new and innovative, but I did not jump in day one. Uh, this was back in, I think, March in 2015 at a social media marketing world that I was attending, and I actually met Brian uh, Fanzo there for the first time. And live streaming was just happening. I mean, in real time, it was insane. But did I immediately jump on it? No. Um, you know, from a business perspective, you have to kind of, you know, wait, watch and see what happens. And so I do agree with uh, what Dan was saying, that uh, from a strategic uh, standpoint, you don't always have to jump in immediately. Um, you're not going to miss out um, entirely, but at some point you're going to have to dabble in it and see if it works for your business strategy. 
Very interesting. Ursula, you said something that's a little bit of a sidebar here before I get back into digital transformation. And Brian, I've picked out something from your notes I think is a perfect segue here. Ursula, you said you've been tracking Dan and Brian for a long time. You met Brian at a social media conference, I think you said. And that's something that I think would be part of our social selling show. But more important, how do you find people that you want to track in terms of digitally disrupting what you do, the opportunities to meet and grow through other people. So how did you track them and, and why did you track them? Just quickly, how long did that process take and when did you finally reach out and say, hi, I know who you are, I want to do business with you? Just quickly, how did that work, Ursula? So isn't that a little scary that I could be like stalking these people? But Yeah, that's what I didn't want to say it, but yeah. <laughs> in, but in the digital age... Um, I mean, come on, if you meet someone, what's the first thing you do? Don't you Google them? Don't you look on LinkedIn? Who are they? And I think for people um, like Daniel and uh, Brian, myself, we'll look you up in Twitter. We'll see what you're doing. And, you know, how you connect with these people is you don't go immediately up to Brian and Dan and say, hi, I'm Ursula. I work at SAP. Can I work with you? You have to be part of the community. You have to be engaging. And, you know, I spent months, I mean, mind you, this is, you know, part of what I love to do is I love engaging on topics like what we're talking about today. And so you join this community and you get to know people and people know you. It's your authentic self that people are going to um, want to work with. Um, They don't want, you know, a figurehead out there that's just spewing, you know, nonsense. They want to know who is that person? Who's Ursula? Who is she? Is she authentic? Is she real? And so by the time um, I got to actually meet Daniel and Brian, they already knew me through the social circles. It wasn't just this cold call to them. It was a warm welcome of, oh, I've seen Ursula before. Yeah, she's engaged with us. Oh, this is interesting. Thank you very much. You just took it from stalking back to being a real person and being someone that somebody would like to contact and be in touch with. Thank you very much, Ursula. Appreciate that. Now, Brian, I I promised a good segue. I hope I can deliver on that. Talking about digital transformation, our main topic today, you say it's about a change in mindset, workflow, and questioning what we've done and are going to do as digital has the ability to impact every aspect of our lives and business. So, Brian, I'd love to have you float this into the concept of entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, small business people, this idea of interrupting and disrupting in a positive way the small enterprise and the midsize enterprise. So the change in mindset, workflow, questioning. Who are we talking about here? Is, is it a person high up in the food chain in the C-suite? Is it just somebody with a gleam in their mind about a new business? Wh- whose mindset are we trying to change? Well, I actually think of it um, kind of what back to Ursula's quote with Seth Godin. I think not only do we all have a story to tell, but I think we all have the ability to impact uh, different people in different ways. And so I think the customer has changed. I think the business has changed. And ultimately, I think how we think of innovation has changed. And I, you know, I know growing up that I, I lived in Pittsburgh, a very uh, blue-collar town. And I always thought of, you know, my dad owned a candy company, and it was a small business, and um, he grew that business. And I always thought of things that, you know, innovation and disruption were things that had to be invented from scratch. And we had to start something over from new. And that we we really didn't have, it wasn't about reinventing the old, it was more about starting from new. And I think that's the the shift in mindset where, you know, we we use Uber as an example. It seems like every single time we talk about this, but I I use Uber in the sense of they didn't reinvent or they they didn't create something brand new, like the idea of calling a car when we're not renting a car or we're out of town. They just created a new experience and reinvented how we actually think of that process. 
And I think we can do that in every aspect of our business. And, and nothing against Henry Ford. I, I love Henry Ford. But um, Henry Ford you know, is, is famous for the quote saying that if he had listened to his customers, they would have wanted faster horses, not cars. And I actually think today we have to listen to our customers more so than we ever have before. Because let's face it, when you go into a Best Buy and the person that's coming up to you and um, asking if you need help, 99% of the people that are going in there probably know more than that poor person that's coming to you up at Best Buy these days because of the Internet, because of the data that we have available to us. And, all, and actually, just really the idea that you know, when someone wants to go to their favorite pizza joint, they don't go to the pizza joint and ask the pizza joint if they have good pizza. They post it on social media. They ask their friends. They, tw- they, they do a group mm-hmm. text message. So I think what this change of mindset comes down to is it's, we really not only have to rethink the old, but we have to remember our customers are no longer dumb. Our customers now have the access to data that once used to be only available to us that were the business side. And we now have to embrace that as simple things like asking your customers or your potential customers what they want in a product. It's amazing to me in this digital age, no business in any, in any industry should ever say, I don't know what my customers want. Because I believe in the mm-hmm. age we're living at right now, the mindset that we have, the information that you need to know about your product service is out there. It's just the question is, do you know how to find it? And are you willing to listen to it? Thank you, Brian. And I want to add one more talking point from your notes because I think it's, it's again, a good segue. And then we're going to have Ursula and Daniel chime in. You say digital is transforming everything from what our offices look like. And I think we need to address people who work from home offices, quote unquote, how we reach our current customers. You just addressed that and where and whom we are able to hire. This is the full spectrum of doing business, isn't it, Brian? So why don't you just expand on this just for a minute and then we'll bring in your co-panelists. Oh, no, I love it. I, and I think today is that's probably one of the most exciting things because I use this quote a lot. I believe the uh, future of innovation is collaboration. And when I say that, collaboration used to always mean we worked with people that were in our office in our local area, or maybe we worked with people that worked in the same company as us. But I believe the future now is the ability for us to collaborate without borders and leverage the best talent and the best business and the best research and development, no matter what business it's with. So if it's collaborating with our partners, even collaborating with our, our competitors in some senses to really drive systematic change around the world. So it's no longer about where you live uh, that it will spur innovation, but it's really about your ability to embrace collaboration. Thank you very much. Ursula, a lot to chew on here. Where would you like to dive in? Comment on what Brian well, said. I, I was going to say digital is the easy button. Um, it makes communication and collaboration so easy. Um, you know, I work on a, in a global role, but um, of the, like, 12 people on our team, um, there's only, like, two of us that are in, like, the same um, area code or, you know, uh, zip code here. And it's fascinating because, like I mentioned before, with Brian and Dan, um, I only met them in person recently uh, back in November, but we had tons of conversations before then. And with businesses, you know, today... Um, customers can be from all over the world. And you can see this where small businesses, if they embrace the digital transformation, if they embrace um, in real time looking at their customer needs and the data there, they can sell to anyone in the entire world. It is amazing today, and it breaks down those boundaries, and it levels the playing field that small businesses today can appear large. I appreciate that very much. Daniel Newman, thoughts on that? Expand it for us. Well, I thought one of the probably most uh, provoking things that Brian mentioned was just about 
the where we engage and where we experience and how digital is changing all that. You made a comment, Bonnie, about the future of work and where the future of work is going to take place is going to change. And I think it's a really this is where we kind of transition into the mobility conversation. We've entered a world where companies are no longer restricted to the talent and people that they can utilize, yes. connect with, gauge because of physical borders. With mm-hmm. mobility, we can have anyone. I mean, Ursula is in the Silicon Valley, and she works from home most of the time. And our entire company, uh, and there's over 40 of us now, and we're an entrepreneurial company, is all home-based. It's remote. Mm-hmm. It's, un- it's not because we're small. It's because it's a decision we've made. And the reason we've made that decision is because we didn't want to be focused on a geography because our customers are connected around the world. We wanted to be focused on finding the very best talent to do the work we needed to do, regardless of where they were. And I think that is one of perhaps the most impactful things that digital has done to business. It's made small big, it's helped small reach the world, and it's helped small be able to embrace and engage the very best talent, regardless of geography. Thank you. And that, again, is a perfect segue for where I think I want to go. I'm looking at Ursula. I'm trying to be very democratic here. Ursula, I'm looking at your talking points. And here's something way at the bottom of the list I think is a really good place for us to go. You say small businesses must decide if they're prepared to invest in the digital transformation. So now we're saying it's there. It's there for the taking. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody has the opportunity to participate and benefit, but they have to make a decision. And let me add one more sentence, Ursula, before you go for it. You say there will be upfront costs. Oh, dear. But over time, these costs will outweigh the benefits for running a more efficient business. Ursula, what are we talking about? What kind of costs? Well, I think, you know, you need to take a step back and just look at human behavior in general and businesses and entrepreneurs. Um, You know, you start with an idea and you take this idea and it's create some kind of amazing product. And then you've got to get it out there to people. And then you've got to start running the business. And this is where things get complex. And what happens is I think some of these businesses get complacent. And this is just how it's been done, right? We've been Mm -hmm. using these spreadsheets. We're a $40 million company now, and we're managing everything through spreadsheets, our inventory, our budgeting, everything. And, you know, that's just how things are done. And so that's why I say that businesses must disrupt what they know to innovate and grow because, you need to go and embrace this new digital economy. It's out there. Um, customers are willing to give their information freely. That's going to help your business. And um, you just have to embrace it. So I think sometimes companies will look at, you know, the status quo of what they currently have. Oh, we shouldn't invest in this. It's working. It just works. But imagine if you could then invest in some solutions that could simplify what you're doing instead of having – you know, disparated systems, like four different systems to manage your business, you have one. And you have one solution that you can check on your iPad or your iPhone as you're on an airplane at 35,000 feet. Imagine then what you could do. You could concentrate on actually the growing the business. You can concentrate on that next version of the product. And that is, you know, all about digital transformation and how small businesses can innovate and grow. Thank you. Daniel Newman, love to have you add your POV and expand on what Ursula just shared. Well, Ursula is really bringing up what I would call kind of a time value proposition that digital transformation has created. 
there are a new set of technologies and tools that businesses can can leverage that does have some upfront costs, albeit they're much smaller. We talked about the democratization of technology, much mm-hmm. smaller than they once were. But for instance, whether it's your you know customer relationship management tools or your accounting software packages, we've really entered an age where the small businesses can can run on platforms much like large enterprises once did. And these platforms can become pretty much the center of your business hub. So, you know, helping us visualize data. You hear the term big data a lot, but big data doesn't mean a lot to most businesses, not to large businesses or small businesses until you do something, until you bring the intelligence out of it, the analytics, and find the useful pieces of information. Well, with the technology that's available, you can have that dashboard. You can see those important metrics like customer retention and satisfaction like revenue growth. You can understand better who are your employees who are performing well and aren't. But instead of having to dig through what Ursula mentioned, all the spreadsheets and all the data and try to find that correlation and causation that actually helps a business leader or owner make decisions, that information can be just there, right in front of your eyeballs, first thing in the morning when you log into a website from anywhere you are on any device you have so long as you're connected to the Internet. That at its very core is digital transformation, and it's really allowing businesses, like I said, of any size to take advantage and spend a little bit of money, yes, as Ursula said, a little bit of money up front, but that little bit of investment up front can can mean abundant additional time to be spent on strategy and execution as opposed to digging through existing information to find out what can be told to you in a matter of just a few minutes. Thank you. It's very exciting what you're talking about, Daniel. The the opportunity, the democratization, and and used to be in the old days, you know, somebody would say, "Oh, I have this great idea." And by the way, if if you haven't seen the movie Joy, for which Jennifer Lawrence is getting yet again, I think she's all of 27, 28, another Academy Award Best Actress nomination. OMG! Uh, the opportunity for people to take an idea and grow it into a business. That whole scenario has changed. Brian Fanzo, I'd love to have you chime in on this. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, for me, I, I love this idea of not only digital transformation, but the idea now that we almost, you know, in this cloud-enabled environment that we live in now, it used to be, I, I, worked in a, I worked in cybersecurity for the Department of Defense, and then I worked in a data center company that was migrating to the cloud. And I can tell you one of the, the biggest pain points for me as a, as a change evangelist and someone that loves new technology was really the, the hurdles and the variables that we put in our own way to embrace change and to take on this new technology. You know, such things as we're buying something and we're, we're calculating a, a seven-year depreciation value on a piece of technology where we can't even predict how we're going to use it a year from now. Yet, you know, after that year, we decide that we need to keep this technology, not because it's best for our business, not because it makes us most productive, but because we decided a year ago that this was what we were going to use for the next seven years. And that's kind of like this, this data center mentality of you buy real estate, you buy a certain amount of uh, square footage so that you know that you're, pre- you're trying to predict the future. And I always say it's not, most businesses can't even predict their day-to-day future, let alone how much computing power they're going to need on a Black Friday or um, all of a sudden they get featured on Good Morning America and their, their website goes down. So for me, I think part of what we're doing now in this cloud-enabled environment is we're actually thinking in a software-as-a-service type mentality where we want to buy something. We want it to be updated as we go along. And we also want to know that when it's no longer of value to us, we want to be able to eject 
get the next latest and greatest and not have to wait forever to have it implemented. And I, I, I can remember in the DOD space, I would deploy a tool and I would be teaching people how to use this brand new tool for the Department of Defense. And they would tell me, well, Brian, I went to the website of that company and there are four versions ahead of us. And I would have to come up with a little song and dance to explain Whoa. to them the process of, you know, of getting things approved and such. So I love to think that our age of digital transformation today is really a cloud mindset where we want the best when we want it, where we want it, how we want it, and we want to be able to use it wherever we have it. Thank you, Brian. God, again, I, I wish you had some energy when you spoke. I don't know. <laughs> Brian, some, somebody just poked this guy. Wonderful. You said you talk and tweet as fast, and there was a lovely tweet from you saying you're enjoying the conversation, and we are enjoying you in the conversation, Brian. So thank you. Ursula, I want to spin this back to something we talked about. We're almost ready for our predictions round, but something here, a leftover. We started talking about the customer experience. It's about the customer. It's about telling stories. It's not about the product you make or how long you've been in business about what are customers experiencing and why would they want to come back and have another one of those. And Ursula, in your notes, you, you point out something that's so obvious, so ubiquitous. You say Starbucks is a great example. Customers buy, quote unquote, takeout coffee, but they stay at Starbucks. Why? Because it has free Wi-Fi and maybe because they like the people there. Maybe because the chairs are comfortable or the couch looks good or they have their laptop with them and they can work there anyway. Starbucks would like them to buy more coffee of course. Ursula, any any comments about why you picked this example? And, and I'd love to know if Daniel or Brian have any other examples about this creating experiences. Ursula? So, so I think it's interesting because here we've been talking all about digital transformation and, you know, Starbucks is the brick and mortar. I mean, they're there. You can't digitally get coffee. I mean, I don't know, maybe Brian or Dan would love that. But, um, you know, people have to go in to buy it. And so what they're doing is they're, you know, embracing digital technology with they have the free Wi-Fi. They're creating an experience that people, you know, they're diehard, you know, Starbucks coffee drinkers. But it's not only Starbucks. It could be the Pete's Coffee. It could be the little gourmet, mm-hmm. you know, coffee um, store around the corner. And they're creating this experience. And people kind of like to associate themselves with that because right now in this digital age, and I'm not going to get too much into this, but, you know, you are your own brand. And, you know, I'm, my friends know me as I'm the person that, you know, doesn't drink coffee. So you're probably not going to see me in a Starbucks, but you're probably going to see me in like a yoga class. And it's all about those experiences and, you know, businesses need to embrace that. So with digital transformation, even the brick and mortar stores can embrace it and um, encourage, you know, through digital technology, social media, through their marketing efforts to create an experience that brings people in. Okay, Daniel, Brian, any of your favorite customer experiences, whether you were drinking the coffee or not, as far as uh, staying in a brick and mortar, wanting to be somewhere because of the great experience? Daniel, example, Brian, I would, quickly. Yeah, I'll jump in quick here. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been researching this for a project that I, you know, I can't promote because it, it's against radio rules. Kidding. Um, but <laughs> Is he funny or what? I, I do believe that I do believe nah. digital transformation and experiences are going to be pretty ubiquitous in the future, but this isn't really new. It's actually, there was a book written over 40 years ago, um, and the title is escaping me, but it's been in my research that actually investigated this phenomenon of the experience economy. And it was a very interesting thing, you know, think about maybe like a Las Vegas as I talk through this, but Nike actually, they tested the idea of people's buying decisions based on something as simple as the experience of, of smell. And they put the same pair of Nike shoes in two different rooms 
okay? And in one room, it was unscented, and it was plain. In the other room, they added a, a pleasant scent, and they actually charged $10 more for the same pair of shoes. And overwhelmingly, people who viewed the shoe in the second room that were experiencing the more pleasant environment with the, the extra sensory were willing to not only buy the shoe or thought the shoe was a better product, but they were also willing to pay more for it. And these were very simple studies that were done a long time ago. But what it did was it summated something that I think is very important is that people are heavily connected to not just what the product or service is, but the experience. So I mentioned Las Vegas, and I said, think about that casino experience versus some local bingo casino. Right, people will just go and spend their hearts out in Vegas because it's a whole different experience. Mm-hmm. And talk about a, a, an industry that has it down to the way they light the places, to the yes. to the oxygen they pump through the air. So yes. it's, it's a fascinating trend that we have going it's on. It's fascinating, and what's going to be even more fascinating is I'm going to give you each 45 seconds for predictions because we're almost oh. out of time. So I know, I know, we're just having too much fun here. Digital transformation of SME, small and mid-sized enterprises. So Daniel Newman, I'm going to, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what, let's skip the 45 seconds. Let's say your toughest message on predictions. If we met again, well, I love the year 2020, let's just go for that. 2020, if we met again, what would be different about the topic of digital transformation for SMEs? Daniel Newman, three sentences predictions go people will be working in new places they will be working on devices that are embedded in there and underneath their skin and we will be connected to data 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year you're a man of brevity and pithy remarks thank you very much brian fanzo can you beat that three sentences predictions brian go Ooh, I like it. I will actually predict the other way in the sense that we will have marketing and sales in the digital space focus more on the people that make brands great, not the product and services, because in this digital world, to stand out, the only thing we will have that is unique is the people behind the brand that are leveraged and have conversations in a digital world. Wow. I think that's a whole other topic for a new show. We have to keep in touch. I won't stalk you, I promise, but Ursula might. Ursula Ringham, three sentences, predictions. And when you're done with your three sentences, I'll give you three sentences to pitch your thriller novel. Go ahead, Ursula. Um, I'd say it's going to be all about collaboration. And as Brian said, you know, human to human or people to people. And businesses are going to change in how they, you know, tell their story. And it's all about collaboration. Thank you. Your book, the new one, What's when's it coming out? New one, hopefully uh, 2017. That's just how it works. It's called, uh, believe it or not, Disruption. It's basically, if uh, people remember Manchurian Candidate, Manchur- a female Manchurian candidate in Silicon Valley. Ooh, okay. Very, very interesting. And I have some predictions of my own. I predict that we are launching so many new series, I can't even keep track of them. But we launched this week, The Future of the Future with Game Changers. You got to listen to that one. Next week, we're launching The Future of Cars with Game Changers, OMG Automotive. Talk about digital transformation and customer experiences. Yes. And the week after, we're launching another new series called Extended Supply Chain of the Future with Game Changers. No, it's not going to be boring. And it's not just about manufacturing. A lot.
lot of meat on the bones there. And our ongoing series, where we're, we're uh, new seasons for Digital Industries Changing the Game, new season for Business Network Innovation with Game Changers. Brand new season starts next week, season five of Financial Excellence with Game Changers, focused on CIOs. Of course, ongoing Wednesdays, 11 a.m. Eastern here on the Business Channel. I'm always here with Coffee Break with Game Changers. And Thursdays, of course, we're continuing with the future of business, innovating innovation, meet the visionaries. That's this show today and Internet of Things with Game Changers. So we've got about 12 different series all in live production and we are delighted. Shout outs and thank you, Daniel Newman. Such a pleasure. Brian Fanzo, I am a Fanzo of yours now. And Ursula Ringham, what can I say? Good luck with the novels and a shout out to the sponsor of the series, Romana Reidinger at SAP. And thank you to our tweeters, John Ward. I saw you, Christine Donato, somebody named Christine Cardos. Thank you and Brian Fanzo. You can walk, talk and tweet at the same time. I think I can too, although I'm sitting down. Thanks to Justin and the Business Channel team. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and here's my call to action. Yes, I could talk fast too, Brian. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Meet the Visionary Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run business is run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.